Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to Heartblend Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Christian, and I focus on emotional care and empowerment for empaths sensitive souls, and those that resonate with my content. So hello, I'm so excited and happy to have you. And I have a very special episode for you today, focusing on frequency and the body. So this is going to be a really interesting topic and I always get so excited when I learn more about these types of things because it really does help to demystify so much of what we see in the world and we're always confused on like how do people do that how does that work is it magical or whatever Um, and just also understanding how magnificent we are and how we are uniquely designed is just so fascinating so in today's episode I'm going to cover with you just how frequency plays a role with the body and just how it affects us on so many different levels I'm also going to cover with you just the different layers of the body as well, and so, so much more. So let's dive in. All right, so first, let's dive into the five different layers of the body. Now, a lot of times when we focus on the body, we just think of the physical body. We just think of the bones, the skin, the muscles, the blood, the tissue, the things that are in tangible physical form, right? But as we know, which I've covered already in the previous episodes, that it requires a very high amount of energy just to create form. So there had to be a very high frequency in order to create your entire form before you got to the space of completeness and having bones and skin and muscle and all of that good stuff. So let's start off with all of the different layers. So we have five layers of our body, which is spiritual, aka our soul, ancestral, our past, mental, our mind, emotional, our emotions, and physical, what we can actually see and feel. So let's dive into the spiritual body. The spiritual body is the soul. And the soul is really that energy that was moving all of those cells together, right? It is the soul it is who it is a consciousness that's there it's not just energy floating around but there's a knowing there's a knowing to all in the spirit it guides you it's intuition it speaks directly to the mind it speaks directly from the heart and it is truly our guidance it's the connection to god so our spiritual body is in itself already a very high vibration. It is already whole. So your soul does not need to raise a vibration. 
When we are raising our vibration, we're coming to a space of wholeness, but we're coming in a space of wholeness and in alignment, mind, body, spirit, ancestral. So when we say raise our vibration, we really mean getting the body and the mind and the emotions and healing our past ancestry to get to the space of wholeness with the spirit. So that brings me to my next point, which is our ancestral body. Now we know that through ancestral DNA, we can have past information passed down to us. And sometimes a lot of this lies in our subconscious mind. So in this space holds our natural gifts and talents. It also holds our karmas, our fears, and our tendencies in the way that we process our emotions. So your ancestral body holds all of that genetic coding that you can have access to. Rather, it's positive or negative, but it's always there. And if you've listened to the Frequency and Love episode, it really does explain a lot more there and the fact that as we come together, we automatically are placed into the physical form to heal the past karma and sins of our parents, the things that they could not consciously heal or resolve naturally will get passed down to us. So we often are healing generations of past hurts, past traumas, past old ways of thinking. We are always brought into new generations to break those beliefs. So we carry that with us as well. So that's our ancestral body. And a lot of times that ancestral body is expressed in our physical body. It tells a lot of information about our ancestors and where a lot of our origins come from, right? Okay, so now we've got our mental body. This is the mind. Now, a lot of people struggle with this because they just think of the mind as the brain. But if you really break it down, the mind is really where you live. It's really like your home in a sense. So in your mind contains not only your thoughts, but it also contains your beliefs. And through your beliefs creates your perceptions of your reality. It also creates the lifestyle that you have. And you already know (laughs) that depending on what lifestyle a person has really affects the way that they appear. So if someone's homeless or in a space of poverty and they're on the street, they're not going to look the same as someone that is living a plush, luxurious lifestyle where they have access to all the things that they could possibly ever need. So as you can see, those two lifestyles totally alter the way that the physical body is going to appear as well. But not only that, your habits and your actions So the things that you do on a regular basis starts with the mind. So those habits that are in the mind, those patterns that you have, the thought patterns create the way that you express yourself with your body. So depending if you have any addictions or if you have any habits or anything like that can really start to express itself through your body. If you're going to the gym, if you're an active person, that's a habit that you can build. That will be expressed with the body as well. 
It's also about how you view yourself through your mind. So a lot of times, this is your space of your self-esteem, your confidence, but not just your self-esteem and your confidence, truly how you perceive yourself. How we perceive ourselves and how others perceive us are very different. We don't really have an accurate depiction upon the way that we appear to others. We just never really know. But when we view ourselves a certain way, we actually project that image of what we perceive about ourselves actually gets projected like a hologram for other people to pick up. So with our mind, we actually can alter our physical appearance just by the way that we perceive ourselves. So if we perceive ourselves in a lower state, if we perceive ourselves as less than or insecure, this information will be projected in a hologram that others will pick up and perceive. And then they will also react with that. And it can be a little challenging because you may not think that you said anything or that you are trying your best to kind of pump yourself up and you're wondering, why are people treating me a certain way? The way that you perceive yourself is actually being projected for people to see as well. So it's also very interesting. (laughs) So even if we try to put on this mask, you know, eventually people will pick up the way that we perceive ourselves and they won't be able to explain why, you know, sometimes I'll say, well, I don't understand, you know, they look really attractive, but when I'm around them, I don't know, I just, I don't see them a certain way. So it's very interesting how the mind also expresses itself through the body. The other thing that's very fascinating and a really strong point that is made through the mind body. There is a study where they tested people who have multiple personalities. And what's interesting is that people who have the same exact physical body, right? One physical body, but multiple personalities actually held different health ailments. And when that person transitioned between each personality, they experienced different health ailments. So one body had one personality that had so many allergies, right? They had food allergies. They had all of these different ailments going on. But when they transitioned to the other personality, they didn't have those same allergies or health ailments whatsoever. So it is so crazy to me how the mind can truly control the body and how the body and the mind communicate on a regular basis. So the personality is also a piece of the mind. It's your emotions and the mind combined. And we know that different personalities express itself differently through the physical body as well. So the mind body is very fascinating. And this is why people can actually alter their appearance through thought They can appear differently depending on what's going on in their lives. We are not these permanent concrete beings that are only going to have the ability to look one particular way. So it's very fascinating. The next body that I want to cover is the emotional body. Now, this is the space where a lot of the ailments as well as the possibility for healing come into play. 
Hopefully you've already listened to my episode on frequency and emotion because that will tell you a lot about how that plays a role with our bodies. But essentially when we feel those high emotions, when we're feeling joy and peace and love and happiness and feeling connected or enlightened, these high emotions, because as we know, our emotions are our own internal energy sources. These emotions hold a very high frequency. And in that high frequency, they create healthier, newer cells, healing the body at a rapid pace. When we're feeling the lower emotions, the cells cannot complete in wholeness, meaning that if we're feeling those low emotions on a regular basis, meaning this becomes our state of being, we are in an emotional state for so long that the body continues to release that emotion over and over and over again. The body will become addicted to that emotion, creating a vicious cycle. So we have to break that cycle with our minds and with changing our lifestyle and our environment. So what's fascinating about the emotions is that they have the capability to truly turn on and off different gene expressions. When we are in low emotions, negative emotions, the body goes into the state of survival because it is perceiving life as though, wait a minute, if we're feeling fearful, if we're feeling angry or anxious or sad, clearly there must be something crazy happening. So let's go ahead and turn on those survival mechanisms, right? What does this look like? Sometimes it can look like excessive weight gain because the body is trying to do its job and it's like, hey, if we need to survive, we got to pack on the pounds because we don't know where our next meal is coming from. So this will help us to survive for longer periods of time. Sometimes it's extra conservation of energy for the nutrients and nourishment to go to different areas of our vital organs to say, okay, look, we're in a state of survival. We don't need all these nutrients going to our hair or our skin. Those are extra vanity spaces, right? We need to make sure that we're surviving. So the body may not allow for those nutrients to get to the space of the hair and the skin and all the things that we align with beauty and our self-esteem, right? So that can happen as well. And there are so many other ways that those survival genes kick in, but essentially we can affect our genes with our emotions. Isn't that fascinating? So although, yes, we have the genes, we have the code for us to appear a certain way, it doesn't always mean that that's a guarantee. It just means you have the code for it, but you can turn it on and off through diet, lifestyle, environment, but most importantly, your emotions, because that is our own internal energy source. Now, what's also fascinating about the emotions that we have is that we also carry memories and traumas. So with our memories, let's say they're positive memories, we can reflect back to a time where we were feeling love or we we're feeling happy or joy. And that's a beautiful thing about memories is that 
they aren't just wiped away after the moment ends. We can actually go back in our minds and we can re-experience those memories to sustain us in a way. So those memories that we have actually get stored into our own auras or our energy fields. So we also not only have the memories that are stored, regardless if they're positive or negative, right? Because everything has to have emotion tied to the memory in order for us to remember it, right? We have to feel an emotion in order for us to create a memory. But we also have traumas. So traumas that get stored into our energy or our frequency as well. So this is really strong. A lot of times it's very strong negative emotion. So whenever we have a very strong emotional response to something, this can create what's called trauma that stays within the body. So what happens with trauma is because it's so abrupt, it's such a shock to the system, it's something we haven't experienced before, it is just something very overwhelming, and we have a strong emotional reaction to it. Sometimes it can be too overwhelming to process it on our own emotionally. It can just feel so scary or overwhelming, or maybe we experienced a lot of fear or frustration. And because it can be very overwhelming to process mentally, we can suppress that emotion. We can suppress the trauma. When we suppress emotion and trauma, and some things we are completely unaware of because there could have been a trauma that happened during a time before our minds could really process things, but it doesn't mean that it wasn't felt or stored in the body. So if we experienced something traumatic that happened before the age of four or before the age of three, we may not remember those emotional experiences that were occurring, even though we felt it in our bodies. It can stay stored there forever, (laughs) essentially, but it can stay stored there for a very, very long time. So when we have these unprocessed emotions They can affect us in a way that we experience disease or cancer or just a pain in the body. We can experience so much. And sometimes we don't know exactly what the pain is related to. But what is interesting that I shared in the first episode is that there's been a lot of studies with tuning forks. Now, tuning forks and sound healing therapy has been utilized for centuries in ancient civilizations because they understood the power of vibration. So in a lot of Eastern cultures, sound is used very, very often with being able to manage and heal those vibrations. So as we have already learned in emotions and frequency, each emotion holds a different frequency, right? It holds a different level of energy depending on how we're feeling. So if it's a very low emotion that we're feeling, the way that it gets stored in the body depends on the nature of the experience. And so I'm going to go into that with you a little bit more so we can get a couple of clues in case if you're experiencing some ailments or anything in certain areas of your body. 
So one good place to start is definitely if you haven't listened to it already, but the chakra series that explains a whole lot as far as what each area of the body kind of can tell the story about, like if it's your root chakra, if you're feeling pain or some type of ailment in your lower back area or your lower body area, that's related to the root and we have the sacral and the solar and the heart and all the different chakras, that can give you a lot of clues. So you can listen to that as well. But I want to focus on the left and the right sides of the body. The left side of the body is the emotional side of the body, emotional and spiritual, okay? So emotional and spiritual is the feminine side of the body, left side. That's all related to feminine. So internal. It can also be connected to anything related to our maternal side of our families. The right side of the body is related to our masculine energy. So this is related to the mental and the physical body. Different emotions tied to the masculine energy as well. So a lot of the emotions that tend to be a little bit more expressive, like anger, are related to more masculine energy. Emotions that are more internal, like sadness, is more related to the feminine energy. So if you can kind of tell like anger is expressing, usually it's external, it's going outside of something. It's like happiness, like happiness is external, is usually something conditional. We're usually happy about some experience that we're having. So that's going to be external, which is going to be masculine. If we're feeling more of a sense of gratitude, that's more internal, that's more feminine, okay? So if we look at these sides of the body and if we're experiencing only certain types of pain or ailments on the left side, well, this is something that we are suppressing from an internal space. Maybe we're really sad and we're not expressing the sadness, right? Or maybe it has to do with the way that we're internalizing our experiences and not working with the masculine side of our energy to express those things. It could also be related to our emotions and just the way that we're suppressing our emotions as the masculine side, the right side of our bodies, really dealing with more of the mental side, the way we're thinking, the way we're expressing or not being able to express something. All of this really plays a role together. So we can actually take a tuning fork and the tuning fork can really go over different areas of your body and see the tuning fork is only in one note, right? So it can only have one sound by itself. But what's fascinating about the tuning fork is that it can go over different areas of your body and it will actually start to emit a different sound because it's interacting with your vibration different frequencies of your emotions. And they can actually pinpoint different things within your body that's being expressed because we have an emotional body. It can actually pick up the frequency of what's going on depending on what has happened in your life. So your traumas, your happy moments, your sad moments, your memories, all of that is stored in your aura, your energy field. 
not only are tuning forks one way of picking up this energy through sound and vibration of what we are hearing, but there are also aura light capturing, but there are also aura or light capturing cameras or devices that are used in order to see the frequency. As I mentioned in the first episode, light is also a very strong energy source and how we see the different frequencies of light are through different types of colors. So if your aura shows a lot of red, well, we know that this is a lower frequency. So in a sense, I guess you can kind of see anger. But if your frequency is very high, well, then it's going to emit more of a purplish color. So there's a whole science to it, but it's all very interesting in the sense that we really do emit a very vibrational sense of our entity, rather it's through color of our aura, or rather it's through feeling, or rather it's through sound. It just depends. So trust me, you are more than just what is physically seen and felt. You are heard, you are seen through different rays of light, and you are just truly a magical being on a whole entire frequency basis. So then we get to that space of that physical body, okay? When we get to the space of the physical body, this is what we're seeing at that very top layer. This is the physical expression of everything all together. So when people say, oh, I'm just trapped in a body or I'm a spirit in a body, you are a spirit expressing through physical form. Your form is expressing all of the information that is stored within your consciousness. It's not just a spirit that's just inside and contained inside this random body that was just picked randomly and you just look a certain way and you don't know why you look like that. It's just a body that you picked. No, the body, the physical body is an expression of all of that information. So depending on how sensitive someone is to energy, they can really read a lot about you without you having to say anything, right? So what's fascinating is that the frequency is communicating the unseen. We're feeling the vibration of those around us within that aura, that energy field that we all have. We all have our personal energy field and it's about six feet in radius. So we can feel someone's energy. Ever just feel like someone's looking at you, right? Yeah, like that's why we can feel each other's energy. Okay. And so now I want to shift our focus a little bit more from our body to how energy affects our body coming from the outside in. So as we know, since our natural energy, our soul is already in a high vibration, it's already whole. Our minds are the only thing that creates the illusion that we are separate because it gets so focused on the physical form because that's what the eye sees. The eye perceives through 
physicality, even though there's way more that's there. But when it gets down to receiving that energy, we have to ask ourselves, are we receiving enough of the high vibration? Are we eating foods that are processed, that are not created from natural sources? Or are we eating high vibrational foods, foods that are created from the sun and water and the wind and the air where it's from a natural resource. So we have to ask ourselves, are we digesting or consuming high vibrational food? Are we getting out in nature? Are we spending too much time in the house? So if we're spending too much time in the house, we're receiving more of the electricity type of vibration, which is very, very processed. And what is interesting is that Although it's very convenient, we have electricity, we have our computers, we have our Wi-Fi, our internet, we have all of this stuff around us, it's actually emitting a very low frequency. And that low frequency that's being emitted from what we call EMF radiation is actually very harmful to our cells. It can create a lack of concentration. It can create memory loss. It can create a lot of headaches. It can create feeling lethargic. It can create a lot of damage to our cells. So we have to make sure that we are getting out in nature and disconnecting from utilizing so much of that electricity as well as the microwaves, right? So microwaves, x-ray machines, the Wi-Fi, our cell phones, all of those phone towers, all of that emits a very low, dirty frequency that affects us very negatively. But there are things that you can use that can help to block out that radiation. There's different fabric that holds nickel and copper. Those types of natural minerals will help to block out some of the effects of that radiation. So do a little bit of research to see what you can find to help to control and reduce some of that radiation that you may receive. This is why a lot of times I like to just turn off my Wi-Fi and put my phone on airplane mode while I'm sleeping because I know that my body's recharging, it's restoring itself while I'm asleep. So if I turn off a lot of those low frequencies, my body can regenerate at a very rapid speed instead of it kind of having to fight against the resistance of the lower frequency. So are you getting enough sunlight? Are you drinking enough high quality water? That's really important because we have to flush out those old cells. We have to replenish ourselves with good high quality water. I know a lot of times people like to focus on alkaline water, but the alkaline water that you buy in the store is not real alkaline water. It was probably alkaline when it was poured into the bottles, but alkaline water has to hold a charge and it has to be refrigerated. And it only lasts two to three days while it's refrigerated in order for it to stay in an alkaline state. Otherwise, it will just drop down to it being neutral. It doesn't stay alkaline. And also the container that it's in. So if it's in plastic, then it's also going to be neutralized as soon as it gets into 
that plastic over time. So keeping it more to a glass container and something that can preserve its charge a little bit more is going to be more helpful for you with maintaining a higher quality, higher vibration water. But you can also pray and say positive affirmations into your water as well. This can recharge your energy with positive vibrations into your water. Are you getting enough fresh air? Just taking deep breaths, right? This is a natural energy source. Just taking those deep breaths in, getting that fresh air will help to recharge and replenish the body and to help cleanse your own energy field as well. What about sound, right? What type of sounds are around you? Do you listen to a lot of music that just has a very low frequency or low vibration? Is there a lot of sadness that's felt from the music? Is there a lot of anger that's felt through the music? These things can have a negative effect on your body as well if you listen to them on a frequent basis. So we have a lot of the external energy sources. We have our internal energy source. We have so much energy and vibration and frequency around us every single day. We want to make sure that we are putting ourselves in a space of receiving the highest vibration to heal our bodies. I want you to imagine cells being created in this way. I want you to just imagine that you have a dot, right? There's this dot. And as you feel really good, you're feeling high vibration. You're getting your external energy source, which is sustaining your physical body, but you're also maintaining a very healthy mindset and feeling positive emotions. And as you do that, that's creating enough momentum and it's creating vibration and energy. And I want you to imagine that when you're feeling that really good emotion, that that dot starts moving up and down, 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 up and down. And as it's moving up and down, it starts moving in a circular motion, creating a perfect circle of wholeness. And that's going to complete the first cell. So, healthy cell. Okay. When we're feeling a low emotion, there's not enough momentum to create a whole healthy cell. So if we're feeling low, if we're feeling down, if we're constantly feeling low, and I want to make it clear, I know people are like, okay, am I supposed to feel positive all the time? No, but it's about what state are you in? Are you feeling sad or angry or upset? Are you suppressing those emotions for years? That we got to stop. We got to get out of that. We've got to process the emotion. We've got to heal the emotion so we can move forward. But let's say we're constantly feeling those low emotions. And it's going to go a little bit more like this. And you start feeling positive, and it goes down. Could you imagine what kind of shape that would create? So it starts to create unhealthier cells. So, in order to keep the healthy cells coming, 
We've got to get ourselves into a vibration or feeling more in alignment with our natural soul. So our soul is always trying to pull us and push us to a space of wholeness. That's why it's the first layer. It is always knowing it is the highest vibration. It is one with God. It is just that pure energy that will always be there. And it's always pulling you in the direction of what is going to bring you back to wholeness. And sometimes when we perceive it in the way that we do, sometimes it feels negative, but in actuality, it may be helping us to heal. It may be a catalyst to get us out of that state of feeling separate or a victim or feeling low to really catapulting us to push ourselves back into a new direction to come to that space of wholeness and eventually aligning mind, body, spirit, okay? So it's really, really fascinating how we break all of this down, but just understanding that everything about you is contained in your energy field, in your overall body, in your frequency. And that information is felt, it is received, it is perceived. And sometimes people don't know your story. They don't know why you feel a certain way. They don't know what happened to you. They don't know about your traumas, but they feel something from you. And it can affect the way that your body expresses what's going on internally. So it's so, so interesting to be mindful about that. But I hope that this helped you. And hopefully it just shared a lot of new insight and realizations as to, you know, how people are able to heal their bodies and how we're like, wow, how could there have been this miracle, right? That's why we can't always get so caught up on what we're seeing and tricking ourselves into focusing on just the physical because the physical is that last layer, right? It's just that top layer, just the expression. But underneath that top layer, there's so much that's going on underneath the surface. And this is the same way that we experience life, right? When we're experiencing our physical realities, it is that last stage. It is very delayed, right? We have to have the momentum and the energy first before we can get to the space of experiencing the physical. So it's very much in alignment with the way that we experience our physical reality. So a lot of times when people are trying to manifest, it's like, well, I've been thinking and I've been feeling, so where is it, right? It's delayed. Everything's delayed. The physical body is the delay. This is why it takes time a lot of times when you're changing your diet or you start working out. It takes time to shift the way that the physical body is going to appear. But the physical body is very malleable. So going back to our genetic codes, the codes hold all of our ancestors' past stories. And through that, we hold all of these different adaptations that we have access to. Now, how do adaptations come into play? Adaptations come into play when there is an extreme change in our environment and it doesn't kill us, but it causes for us to change under that pressure. So 
something simple, just having a calm personality is actually an adaptation. It's a result of being able to survive in a very chaotic environment. So this can happen in your current life, or this can be something passed down from your ancestors that maybe there was something that was so chaotic that happened or a very disruptive environment that that person had to learn how to remain calm just to be able to get through that experience mentally. So if you're a calm person naturally, then this is something that is an adaptation. But it also goes back to our appearances as well, right? Like our hair, our skin color, the way that our bodies are shaped, they are all, in a sense, adaptations to our environments. But it requires intention, There's an energy behind it. There's an emotion behind it. There's a persistence. There's a will behind it. It's not just change. There is an intention behind fighting for your life to survive and to change and to adapt. There's power behind that. There's a certain level of energy that's there in order to not just fall apart but to maintain and get through that experience. So there's frequencies with different genes as well. Okay. All right. Well, this was a lot of information. I hope that you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for tuning in. We still have so much more to cover, but definitely stay tuned for more as we are here on Tuesdays and Saturdays at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much. This is Heartblend Podcast.